0: Abu بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Bismillah Rahman الرَّحِيمِ وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبْحَانَ fina, and not the end عَلَى Subhana وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ صَلِّ عَلَى سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَدٍ Hirabil Those who were here at the last year. Alhamdulillah, Hazrat has done a series of talks on the 25 things which are important for you to be a true moment. So he has covered 11 of those things in great detail and inshallah we will be covering from point number 12 till 25 in this series. So I will just tell you the topics that he has already covered because we don't have the time to go in great detail about them. So number one was to correct your niyat. Number two was to have killate kalam which means to speak less. Number three was to always remain in a state of wudu. Number four was to learn the masnoon du'as of Nabi a.s. Number five was to have a life of ittibai sunnah. Number six was to have shukar in one's life. Number seven was to have sabr in one's life. Number 8 was to sleep right after Isha. Number 9 was to be consistent in Tahajjud. Number 10 was to do ihtimam of all the Nawafil. And number 11 was to have khushu and khudu and concentration in your Salah. So those were the 11 topics that Hazrat covered last year in great detail. Inshallah we will start with number 12. So number 12 is Muraqabah. Muraqabah. So Alhamdulillah we've already heard many things about Muraqabah. What we will tell you today is that Muraqabah is an amazing thing. Anyone who wants to get the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their heart, Muraqabah is one of the easiest way to get that. So for example, if you tell someone that today I have cooked a biryani for you, and especially in Ramadan, so you will be very excited to have it after Aftar, you will be actually waiting for it. Hmm. Similarly, if someone tells a little child that I will give you an ice cream if you do this, the child will do anything to get their ice cream. Why? Because that word ice cream, that triggers enjoyment for that child. And biryani triggers enjoyment for you. So similarly, the word muraqabah should also trigger enjoyment for you. And this is what happened to the awliya Allah that they used to take out minutes from their time, they used to take out hours from their time, they used to make sure that they have a dedicated time to do marakwa. And they just wanted to do it all the time. So whenever they wanted to do marakwa, they used to make themselves free and they do it. For us, it's like medicine. hmm? That we have to force ourselves to sit down for 5 minutes, for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes and do it. But the Aulia Allah, they just wanted to do it all the time. hmm? Whenever they got So for example, if you take an example of a lover and and his beloved. So there's no way that the lover wants to only spend five minutes of the time with his beloved. Actually time flies by. If he's on the phone with his beloved, hours can go by and it will only seem as minutes. So that's the same in Murakaba, That the Aulia Allah used to sit for hours and hours and hours and for them it was only a few minutes. So that's why when you read and you hear the stories of the awliya Allah, you're amazed that some of them used to do Murakbah for seven, eight hours a day. Some of them used to do Murakbah all night. Why? Because they had this grace for Allah subhanahu ta'ala. They used to love Allah subhanahu ta'ala so much that it was an enjoyment for them. That's what they used to do in their free time. That's what they used to do in their free time. So it was a hobby for them. So similarly, we should also try and develop this grace for muraqabah. Now how will you develop this grace for muraqabah? The easiest thing is just to do it. In the beginning it's a little tough, hmm? but as and when you get used to it, then you will automatically see yourself being attracted towards it. So then whenever you get five minutes, ten minutes before namaz, after salah, any time that you get free, you you would want to do muraqabah. And our mashayikh say that, you should do as much muraqabah as possible. As much muraqabah as possible. So the more sugar you put in the tea, the sweeter it gets. So the more muraqabah you have in your life, the more halawa the iman you will have in your life, the more concentration and salah you will have in your life, and the more zikr you will have in your life, and the less qaflat you will have in your life. Less qaflat. Then there's another example, example of chain smokers. There so some people who have to smoke after every 5 or 10 minutes or after every half an hour. And then there's some people who smoke so much that they light one cigarette from the previous cigarette. They just can't live without it. So the Aulia Allah, they were the same. They were chain Muraqaba doers. They just couldn't live without it. They were addicted to it. So in the West you have this term that you can only leave an addiction if you get addicted to a higher addiction. So this is the highest addiction possible. So if you get addicted to this once, then you will see what happens. You just have to get hooked onto it. And that's what the awliya Allah were. They were hooked onto the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what you should do is you should make a time which is convenient for you. So in itikaf, alhamdulillah, we have a lot of time. So you should try and do as much as zikr as possible. And once you're after the itikaf, once you go back home, you should put some schedule. So for example, some people are free after Fajr. Some people are free after Zuhr, Some people might be free between Asr and Maghrib. Depending on your schedule, depending on your professional life, upon your routines, you should have a schedule. And you should fix that schedule and not change it. Because what we do is we give these things very less priority. So if anything comes in our lives, we move this and we give another thing priority. So what you should do is you should imagine that this is this is a meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you don't want to move a meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So have it in your calendars and book a meeting with Allah ta'ala. And then make sure that you follow it every single day. Every single day. This is the only way you can do muraqabah consistently. Otherwise shaitan will keep you indulged in dunya and there will be no way that you can get time. Whenever you sit down for muraqabah, shaitan will put one thought in your mind that you want to do this right now, that you have to call that person, that you have to get this thing, etc, etc. Hmm. So keep some time for you. Secondly, you should try and do muraqabah when you're fresh and when your mind is free from worries. Hmm. That's why the awliya Allah used to prefer the tahajjud time to do muraqabah because at that time your mind is very fresh, it's early morning and you have no worries. But again, whatever time suits you. Hmm. The awliya Allah also used to dedicate Asr and Maghrib, between Asr and Maghrib for the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those brothers who are free between Asr and Maghrib, you actually can't get a lot of work done in Asr, between Asr and Maghrib. Because it's a very short time. So it's, it's an amazing time to actually do Muraqab at that time. So then comes a story of Hazrat, Imam Abu Hanifa And this is a famous story. Many of you have already know this. That he was in a place when there was namaz was going to happen, salah was going to happen and food was also being served and the people were very hungry. So some people said that we will have food first and then we will pray. And some people said that we will pray first and then we will have food. But Imam Buhani Faram he first ate and then he prayed. So a lot of people asked him that Imam, Saab, you preferred food over salah so he said, no, the other people made their salah, their food, and I made my food, my salah. What does that mean? That other people, they wanted to pray quickly so they can have and enjoy their meal and then can, they can have their food. But Imam Sahib wanted to have the food quickly so he can get satisfied and he would not have hunger pangs while praying. And then he could easily enjoy his salah. Hmm. So, subhanAllah, these are the lovers of Allah Wa ta'ala. That they want to do every ibadah in such a state. They want to have full concentration. <coughs> Number two is that you should always concentrate on the word of Allah, Allah, Allah and muraqabah. We explained to this to many of the brothers today. And inshallah we will be doing this in the night majlis also. that how to do muraqabah. Any other thoughts which are coming to your mind, you should just ignore them. So we give the example, our give the example, that imagine that you are in a room and there's a lot of noise coming from outside. So you're not going to open the window and scream back at the noise because it won't make a difference. What you will do is you, you will concentrate on your own zikr so that the noise outside will will slowly and gradually just go away from your consciousness. So that's how you do it. Because a lot of brothers have this question that we don't, we have a lot of thoughts in our mind. The third thing is the easiest way is just to do it. The easiest way is just to do it. Even the world tells you, just do it. Hmm? So we're also telling you, just sit and do it. And when once you start doing it, you will see that a lot of your questions will be answered automatically. A lot of your questions will be answered automatically. Because inshallah, once you start doing it, your heart starts becoming cleaner. So our Mashai gives this example. That our heart is like a very filthy room. A room which is full of dust and dirt. So the first time you go inside and you start sweeping that room, there's a lot of dust that starts flowing. Yeah? A lot of dust is, is flying away and it's very hard to be in that room. So that's what happens when we initially sit and do muraqabah. That our heart is so filled full of filled that as soon as we sit in Marakba we get all of these shayateen thoughts hmm? we get all of these bad thoughts negative thoughts etc that we just want to get up and leave but that's the initial filled once you sweep your heart a few times hmm? for a few minutes for a few hours then your heart becomes cleaner then it's easier to sit in so that's the example that I'm shaykh so in the beginning it might be difficult but as and when you continue it will inshallah keep on becoming easier and then one day you yourself will say that I'm hooked onto this muraqba and I just can't find I just can't wait to go and sit into muraqba hmm. inshaAllah. Then another example that I gave is that once you start learning to drive. So the first day that you actually sit in the car and you drive, you don't really enjoy it. Hmm. It's very, very tough for you. <laughs> You're actually holding the steering so tight as if the car is gonna run away from you. And you're very, you're very uh, worried that someone's going to come and hit you from the back, from the front. So much so that there was one person who was narrating a story. And he said that he was driving with an instructor. And there was a car coming from the front. And the instructor was telling him something. So the person said that, be quiet right now. The car is coming from the front. I need to concentrate on it. So that's how difficult driving is. But once you start driving for a few days, then it becomes a norm. Then you can listen to a bayan while driving. You can talk to someone who is in the car while driving. Hmm? You can do many things while driving. It's easy. Why? Because it becomes like a routine thing for you. Hmm? Similarly, marakabha is difficult in the beginning, but once you get the hang of it, and you get addicted to it, it will become as simple as driving for you. And then minutes won't, minutes and hours will fly by. Like you can drive for hours, you can inshallah be doing marakabha for hours. The next thing, so this was number 12, Muraqabah. Number 13 is to do muhasaba. Hmm. What does Muhasabah mean? Muhasaba means to do your self-introspection. You should look at your own self every day. Every day. And you should reflect on what you did the whole day and what you did not do the whole day. So for example, our Mashayikh say that you should think, you should you should look at what sins that you do in that particular day for example and you should make tawbah for them secondly you should look at what you did what good amal you did on that day and you should make shukr for that so istighfar for sins every single day and shukr for the good deeds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with because it's not in our own hands hmm? it's because of the karam of Allah ta'ala that we could do any good deeds the mashayikh say that the best time to do this is when you're going to sleep right before sleeping so you, just, you should just think that the whole day that I spent it might just be the last day that I've ever spent. Allahu That's how they used to do muhasabah. It comes that there was some awliya Allah that they used to speak so little during the whole day that at the end of the day they wrote all their words on a piece of paper. And then they used to read it. That did we ever did we do a riba of someone? Did we break someone's heart? Were we did we hurt someone else? etc. Allah Akbar Kameera. They were so, they used to do muhasabah about themselves, so so in detail that they used to write everything. So worried about themselves. Allah Akbar Kameera. And this is actually one more way that you can increase in your spirituality. Because some of us think that now we're doing amal, now we're doing our mahmulat, and this is enough for us. No. You should think that when you were doing your mahmulat in that day, Did you have concentration in istighfar? Did you have concentration in durood or salawat? Did you have concentration in your namaz? Hmm? Did you feel like going to the masjid and spending time in the masjid? Or did you just want to go there quickly and do the farahs and come back? Hmm? How did you feel in your roza? Things like this. So you should do muhasabah every single day. Every single day. So for example, you see in these big companies, in these multinationals, You have an annual audit. So you have a huge audit. And what happens before the audit? There are preparations. So all of the departments are trying to put the receipts together, put the bills together, put all the accounts together. And they're trying to make sure that there is no problem in the audit and the file. And they're working 24 hours. Some of these companies work all night long. Some employees spend all night just fixing things just right before the audit. They're so worried about the audit. It's like doing a muhasab of the company. So just imagine that this is your self-audit. Self-audit. And we don't know when Allah Taala is going to call us back to Him. So it can be any night. So you need to do an audit every night. Hmm? And this is also one of the amazing things that our teaches teach us. That if you do astaghfar every night from all of your sins. So it's as if you're sleeping with a clean heart. Hmm? You're sleeping with a clean board. You wipe away all of the sins. So that's what we should do. Just like in a company, people conduct audits, you should conduct a self-audit. And you should imagine that one day is one file. So every day is a file which will go in your book of deeds. If you do not erase the sins in that file, it will go in your book of deeds. If you do not make shukar of the good deeds that you do, you might not get tawfiq from Allah to do it again. So you should think that every day is a file Hazrat Umar used to say, Hasibu qabla an to That do your own محاسبة before your محاسبة is done. Allahu Akbar Kabira. That before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does your محاسبة himself, you should actually do your محاسبة yourself. And then there's the story of Hazrat Umar that when he was going to conquer al-Maqdis. So the Sahaba Quran told him that you should wear new clothes. Hmm? You should not wear your old clothes which have so many patches on them. You should wear new clothes. And you should not ride on your camel. Today you are going to Beth al You are representing the whole Ummah. You are Amir al-Mu'mineen. So you should go on a horse. So the Ummah thought to himself, yes, fine I'll do that. So he went, he wore new clothes. And he did not use his camel. He got on top of a horse they started the journey. And as soon as they just went forward a little bit, Hazrat Umar said, stop. And then the Sahabat asked him, why? He said that, I don't feel the same way. And he went back, he wore his own old clothes back, and he took his old camel, and he's like, now I feel it back. Allah Akbar Kabirah. So these were the people who used to live with the kafiyat. They used to do Muhasibah all the time he felt instantly that this change is not having the same feeling in me and there's something wrong and there's something fishy even though he was amirul المؤمنين الله akbar كبير imagine how much muhasabah they used to do and then there's another story of Umar Umar Anu that he told one of the Sahaba Kiram that you should come and remind me of death every day because I am so involved in worldly manners I might forget it there's no way he could have forgotten it But he still used to make sure that you should remind me of death every single day. And then Allah Akbar Kabir once he got white hair in his beard, he told that sahabi, that now you don't need to remind me anymore. I can see the white hair in my beard and remember death myself. Allah Akbar Kabir. And our state is that days go by, weeks go by, sometimes months go by, we don't look at our own amal. We're so ghafal and we're so involved in this dunya. This dunya has trapped us so much that we just become completely ghafal. And some of us might even be declining in our spirituality. So a lot of the brothers come and say that last Ramadan we were doing so much but this Ramadan we're not doing so much. That last, after the last Ramadan we had such amazing, we could lower our gaze and now we can't lower our gaze. That last year we could save ourselves from this sin and this year we can't save ourselves from this sin. So what's the reason? The reason is that we are not doing our own muhasabah. If you did your own muhasabah, you would have caught yourself the day you slipped. And if you would have caught yourself the day you slipped, you would have done istighfar the day you slipped and you would have made dua to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, I know that I don't have the strength to stay away from these sins, but I slipped today and I make istighfar today. Please save me from this sin because you're the only being who can save me from this sin and I myself can't save from I can't save myself from this sin. Hmm. And a Taliban would have given tawfiq inshaAllah. But because we were so ghaafil in our worldly amal, that we just lost it. Hmm. We lost track of our book of deeds. We lost track of what we were doing, what we were seeing, what we were, we were saying, what we were feeling, what we were touching, what we were smelling. Hmm. We lost all of these. So that's why a lot of people say that we used to have so much kafiyat. Now we don't have any kafiyat. Used to have so many, so much feelings in our heart. Now we don't have those feelings in our heart. So revive this muhasabah. And now, in Alhamdulillah, because we're in etikaf, you should do it more. That you should think that today was an odd night. Did I do as much ibadah as I could? Hmm? Did I push myself to the max? Did I do amal on all of the baans that I'm listening to? Hmm? Did I spend each and every second of etikaf the way I should have? Because these are priceless moments. A Mashaikh say that the time of etakaf is even more pricey than gold. You should think that every second is priceless. You should not let even one second waste. Not even one second. That's why a Mashaikh say you should do zikr all the time. Which we say, That even when you're eating, you should remember in a state of zikr. Even when you're going to the bathroom, you should stay in a state of zikr. Even when you're doing wudu, you should stay in a state of zikr. And before sleeping, you should make this niyad, I'm in a state of zikr. And right after you wake up, you should make this niyad of staying in a state of zikr. So that you have the sawab of ibadat and the barakah of zikr 24 hours, inshaAllah. And after itikaf, we should try and do muhasabah at least once a day. At least once a day. So either before sleeping or right after when we wake up or at the tahajjud time and then make dua to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, we want this nimat. We want this nimat and this is called that Allah Ta'ala grant us dide qusur. Dide qusur means that Allah Ta'ala will grant you a naimat that you will have the view of your own sins. Hmm. So sometimes shaitan puts us in, in, in ghaflat. Hmm. He puts this blindness over us. That you're doing so well, you're praying five times namaz in the masjid with jama'at and you're trying to do your mahmulat. Yeah, sometimes you miss your Mamulat, but you're going all well, don't worry about it. So shaitan is trying to blind us. And we should make dua, Allah Ta'ala grant us did the kusur, that if ever we fall into sin or we even have a feeling towards sin, Allah Ta'ala please catch us at that time and remind us at that time so that we should do istighfar. The last thing that we will discuss today, inshallah, is ilm, seeking ilm knowledge. This is number 14. So our say that it's very easy for the ulama to travel this path of tazkiyah, tasawwuf, and suluk. Why? Because the our armashaik say that when you study ilm, you know your final destination. And the person who knows their final destination, it's easier for that person to travel the journey. Hmm? So, for example, if you, after Etakaf you go back and Stanger and someone's going on the highway, you ask that person, where are you going? And if he tells you, I don't know where I'm going, so you can tell him that there's no way you will reach your destination because you don't know where you're going. Hmm? And if there's another brother, he says, I'm going to Durban, then you know for sure that, inshallah, he will reach his destination because he knows where he's going. So, he, there are two things. You should know your destination and you should be willing to travel the way. So Alhamdulillah all of us have come here because we are willing to travel the path. How will you know your destination? So our mashayikh say that ilm is that thing, ilm-e-deen is that thing which makes you aware of your destination. Aware of your destination. And that's why Hazrat Hassan Basri narrates his own story that he and his friend started Tasawwuf and Suluk, the path of Tasawwuf and Suluk, and taskia together. And he travelled very quickly on the path and his friend was very slow. So one day he went and he asked his shaykh, that why has it become that I am going so fast and my friend is going so slow. So the shaykh said, that Hasan, it's because you have knowledge of the deen of Islam, that's why you're going at light speed. So you will fly then. If you have the ilm of deen, you will fly. Insha'Allah, and that's why Nabi islam says al-ilmun-noor that ilm is noor ilm is hidayat it's roshni from Allah hmm? and this has the the great blessing and barakah of ilm that it also helps you in your tarbiyat and your tazkiyah and Nabi islam also said in a hadith talab al-ilm faridat ala kulli muslim that that doing talab of ilm or attaining ilm is farid upon every muslim So the the Muftiyana Kiram, they say that what is the first amount of ilm everyone should have. So the first amount of ilm is which makes you spend your 24 hours in a way that you know what is halal and haram. That's the first amount of ilm. But then there's also extra ilm that you can seek. Hmm? So whenever someone loves someone, he doesn't only do the farais. Hmm? So if you love Allah Ta'ala, you should try and do more ilm try and get more marifat of Allah ta'ala. Hmm? That's why in in Surah Kahaf, you see that Hazrat Musa Al-Islam was told by Hazrat, uh, was told by Allah wa ta'ala that there is a wali of mine. Hmm? Hazrat ta'ala anhu. He has some knowledge which you don't have. Hmm? And Hazrat Musa Al-Islam said that I want to go and meet him. Hmm? I want to know that. Why? Because Hazrat Musa Al-Islam already had the ilm of Shariat. Hmm? He did not need any more ilm of Shariat. He was the Nabi of the time. But he said that no because this person has more knowledge even though this is optional knowledge I still want to go meet him. Because Hizm Islam used to love Allah Ta'ala so much that he wanted to know more and more and more about Allah Ta'ala. So that seeker who loves Allah Ta'ala a lot wants to know more and more and more about Allah Ta'ala. So it's not only about basic level of ilm first we should also have this niyat. Hmm? Maybe you're too busy right now but you should still have this niyad and have this irada and make this dua that Allah Ta'ala, I want to do the ilm completely. I want to know the ilm of hadith. I want to know the ilm of tafsir. I want to know the ilm of fiqh, etc. Hmm? <laughs> then, Hazrat Ghulam, Habib Hamtulale used to say, he's a Dada shaykh, he used to say that for a common person, ...they can travel the path of Tazkiyah... ...Tasawuf and Suluk ...in a few years. So if someone, some, it might take someone 5 years... ...it might take someone 10 years... ...it might take someone 15, 20 years... ...25 years... ...as per their menat... ...but he used to say... ...that the ulama can travel it within months... ...Allah Akbar Kabirah... ...and he actually used to say... ...that if there is any alim of deen... ...who comes to me... ...and he spends 40 days with me... ...and he, in those 40 days he does exactly what I tell him to do, then after 40 days, he will get the nur in nisbat. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Imagine 40 days, and you get the nur in nisbat. So that's the maqam, that's the martba. that's the status of ilm. Hmm? That's the status of ilm. And there's also a hadith that Nabi Islam has said, that, من man zaharat. Yanabi'ul hikmati min qalbihi ala lisanihi. That the person who dedicates themselves sincerely and exclusively to the worship of Allah for forty days, then the springs of wisdom and marfat flow from his heart to his tongue. Hmm? So, this is the deal for this. Then there are some people who say that the ilm is hijabul akbar. Hmm? That the ilm is actually an obstacle in your suluk, in your tazkiyah, in your tasawwuf Because some people think that this is a misconception, that ilm leads to ujub and taqabur. So our mashayikh say that ilm itself is not a hijab. Ilm is actually an amazing thing. That's why Nebi islam has said, al Ulama anbiya. This is a hadith in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim both. al anbiya. That actually the ulama are the real hakiki varis of the Ambiya in spreading the deen. So what actually is a hijab in your taskiyah is not ilm itself, but if someone gets ujub and kibar and takabbar from his ill, So those sifat are actually, or those illnesses are actually the obstacle to your taskiyah, not ilm itself. So that's why our mashaykh he teaches that you should go and you should attain ilm. Go and attain ilm. Hazrat Abu Huraira, He accepted Islam when he was at the age of 60. And still he narrates the most Ahadith. Allah Imagine after the age of 60 he got so much ill that he becomes the number one ravi in terms of number of Ahadith narrated. So that means age is also not an obstacle. It's all about Talib. And then our shaykh, Hazrat Mushtadi Alam Hazrat Ghulam Habib Used to have so much adab for the ulama That he used to say That if I'm lying down If I'm lying down And if an alim comes And he walks on me He steps on my chest And he walks on me Then it's okay I won't feel anything Allahu Akbar So much respect and adab And love and ikhlas For the ulama So much love and respect for the ulama so that's what we should do. We should love ilm and we should love the ulama. That's also an easy way to learn the subhub and suluk, that you should have love for the mashaykh, you should have love for ilm and you should have love for the ulama. So these are the three topics that we will be covering today. InshaAllah we will continue then with the rest of the topics. Wa akhiradha awana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. InshaAllah we will make dua. So first we will make a collective dua. And before a few minutes, before aftar, then you guys can, continue, we will inshallah continue with our own individual duas. Subhanallah <laughs> rabbi al-ala Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik salam. Rabbana zalamna anfusana, wa illam taqfir lana, wa tarhamna lanakunanna min khasirin. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka, inna kuna min al Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are your useless servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are your sinful, sinful servants. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, you have granted us another opportunity to sit in itikaf in your house, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we know that we were not worthy of this. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, we were completely not worthy of this. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, for some of us it's, it's our first time. For some of us it's our second, third time. For some of us we're sitting for the fourth, fifth time. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, our niyat remains the same, that we, we want to come and we want to please you, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to cleanse our heart from all of the illnesses, Ya Allah we want to cleanse our heart from all of the illnesses, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem last year also we sat in itikaf once we left itikaf we we went and we got sinful again in the dunya, we have filth again in our hearts Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem we want to make dua, that this time please clean our heart permanently, Ya Allah we want a permanent solution to this Ya Allah, Ramadan comes and we have a feeling of taqwa Ramadan goes and we fall back into sin, Ya Rabbi Kareem we want to get permanent taqwa this month Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabb Kareem, this is the last Ashra. Nabil Islam has said that this is an Ashra of Itkum Minan Nar. Ya Allah Rabb Kareem, grant all of us Jannat Ya Allah and save all of us from the fire of Jahannam Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabb Kareem, so many people have. come us, come here with their taqwa, some people have come here with their ilm, and also here. Some people have come here with their ibadat, some people come here with their tahajjud. some people come here with their huge amounts of zikr, some people come here with their sifat of sabr and shukr, and there are many of us who only come with mountains and mountains of sin, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. but since you've joined us with these momineen, since you've joined us with these zakirin mutakeen, Ya Rabbi Kareem, with their barakah, Ya Allah, grant us Jannat also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us also among the mutakun. Make us also among the zaakirin. Make us also among the mutawakkilin. Make us also among the qanitin. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant us your vilayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that's our niyat, Ya Allah. That we want you to become our friend, Ya Allah. We want to become your wali, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we've done friendship with this world. We've done friendship with haram, Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem. We, we want to leave all of the najays friendships, Ya Allah. We only want to have the friendships which are lillah fillah, Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem. Our heart is filled, filled with the love for this world. Our heart is full of Ilme Ghair Allah, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want this heart to be full of your love, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want your love, Ya Allah. We want this heart to be full of the love for Nabi Al Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us your Sachi Pakki mohabbat, Ya Allah. Grant us your true Muhabbat, Ya Allah. Grant us an everlasting Muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to lower our gaze, Ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq to lower our gaze, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we don't want to do any sin with our hands anymore, Ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq to protect our hands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we don't want to do any sins with our feet, Ya Allah. We don't want to walk to the wrong places, Ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq to protect ourselves from those kind of sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we don't want to do any sins in the hearts, Ya Allah. In our hearts we have so many unlawful feelings, Ya Allah. Only you know them. Even the makhluk doesn't know. Makhluk thinks that we are very make. Makhluk thinks that we are very pious. That we come to the masjid five times a day. But only you know the status of our heart. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, clean our heart from all of the sins. Make our batin pure. Make our zahir pure. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, grant us a life of ittiba' sunnah. Grant us a life of ittiba' sunnah of Nabi Al-Islam. Grant us a life of ittiba' sunnah in zahir and in the batin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem Make us do your zikr day and night Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem We never want to forget you Ya Allah We always want to be Zakir of you Ya Allah We never want to be ghafil from you Ya Allah Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem We want to do our muhasabah. Grant us a tawfiq to do our muhasabah day and night We want to leave all of our sins Grant us a a mokah an opportunity to do muhasabah every day and every night. We want to do istighfar of every sin that we do and we want to do shukr of every good deeds that you've granted us. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, this is an amazing opportunity for us. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, make us value this time, Ya Allah. We want to value every second. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we don't want to waste any second. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant us barakah in this time. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we want to change for good, Ya Allah. We've come before, but we haven't changed our heart. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, this time we want to change for good, Ya Allah. We want to please You, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, before this itikaf ends, Please be pleased with all of us, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, please be razi with all of us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, You sent us in this world in a clean state. Please take us back from this world whenever you have to, in a clean state. Ya La Rabbi Kareem. First be Razi with us, and then take us back from this world. Ya La Rabbi Kareem. If you take us back before you Razi with us, then there will be no point of living this life. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Please be Razi with us. Ya Hanan, be Razi with us. Ya Manan, be Razi with us. Ya La Rabbi Kareem. This is your month of your great Rahma, your your great Barakah. Ya La Rabbi Kareem. If even in this month we don't get your mercy, then when will we get your mercy? Ya Allah, this is the month when you've closed the shayateen. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, even in this month, if we don't stop getting wasavas, then when will we stop getting wasavas? Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, this is the month when you've closed all of the gates of Jahannam. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, close all of the ways to Jahannam also for us, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, this is the month when you've opened all of the gates of Jannah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, open all of the ways of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, this is the month of your immense barakah, immense mercy, immense maghfirah Ya Rabbi Kareem, shower your mercy, shower your maghfirah shower your rahma on the whole ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, wherever the is is in stress, They're in pain. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant them with your immense mercy, Ya Allah. Grant them with your immense barakah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, there were many people who wanted to come, but they couldn't come for some reason or the other. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, accept them in these duas also. And Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, no matter how many Ramadans we have in our life, only you know best, grant us an opportunity to do itikaf in every Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, we come here, we, we are stuck to your house. We are stuck to your house, Ya Allah. Allah, we're stuck to your masjid, Ya Allah. We're sitting on your doorstep, Ya Allah. We're crying for you, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Even if a beggar goes to a king's house and sits there for ten straight days, that king will also give him something. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, you're the king of all of the kings. You're the lord of all of the kings. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, we have husn that we that you have called us here, and your irada is to give us back, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we don't want to go back the way we came, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem. Our family thinks that we will come back in a cleaner state. Our friends think that we will come back in a purer state. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, our wives think that we will come back in a purer state. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, if we go back with the same lives, we do the same sins, we hurt the people the same way, then people will say, that what's the point of going in itikaf? What's the point of going so far away? Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, grant us a pure life, ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, our qalb is sick. Grant us qalb is salim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, our nafsan is ammara. Grant us nafsan mutmainna Ya Allah. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, some people have come from South Africa. Some people have come from Stanger. Some people have come from Durban. Some people have come from even hours away from South Africa. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, but everyone has come with the same niyat that we want to earn the pleasure of you. Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us your pleasure, Ya Allah. If we don't get your pleasure right now, then when will we get your pleasure, Ya Allah? Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Even if you accept one of us, Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, with that barakah, accept all of us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, this masjid has great barakah. There were all, very big awliya came before also to do itikaf. And now, alhamdulillah, the tradition continues. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, with their barakah, grant us makhfirah also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem accept all of our duas ya allah rabbana taqabbal minna innaka antas-sami'ul 'alim Watubu tub 'alaina innaka antat-tawwabur-rahim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibi sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in birahmatika ya arhamur-rahimin